FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 251 of the podcast that goes snicked. What? 51? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, first of all, we're your host, Jason and Denise Venable. What's up? Not much. And no, you are not crazy. Well, I mean, you might be crazy, but you're not crazy because of us. Well, you might be crazy because of us, but you're not crazy in that you're missing an episode. So we haven't put out episode 250 yet. There's okay. nothing wrong with your iTunes, nothing wrong with your iPod or your phone or your No need to check your Android. electronic device. Right, right. Your device, as far as I know, is safe. I cannot guarantee that. Like you drop oh. it in the toilet while you're peeing. I, I have Who nothing to do with that. drops in the toilet while they're peeing? You'd be surprised. What? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... No, so we're this still... what happens when you podcast late at night. Random <laughs> conversations come about. It's a perfectly Random. logical leap. Oh, no, you're, you're, not. you're not the toilet and you're texting or checking Facebook and you're peeing and you... Lose. And you hold it out so that it doesn't fall into the toilet. <laughs> Plus, what is so what important that you is? can't... What's so important that you can't wait till you get off the shitter? Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you can't wait until you get off of Twitter. I must Twitter on the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll oh, be here Twitter. all night. <laughs> you're saying Twitter is more important. Is that what you're saying? Or Twitter you were just trying to make what? a pun? I don't know. You were trying to be punny. Well, let's, <laughs> let's, let's explain to our, our fair listeners <laughs> what's going on here. And so... Do I even know what's going on? <laughs> Probably not. I don't know if we've really talked about it per se. Oh, okay. Um, but episode 250 will still be our review of the movie X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, that one. Yes. And for lots of little different reasons, it turned into kind of one big reason. We haven't been able to do that yet. Um, I won't go into a lot of specifics. Um it's just we've been dealing with a significant kind of loss in our family, and then we've had family in town because of well, not because that just because of school starting, and and we've been yeah, sick, and it. we've had medical stuff going on. It's just been a perfect storm of reasons that have kind of put a delay in the podcast, and we're able to carve out a little bit of time to do this, but we haven't had enough time to do. I mean, sitting down to, to to watch and commentate on a movie takes a pretty big chunk of time. And to do it in real time means having to do it all at once, and we just haven't had the chance to do that yet. And I fall asleep yeah. in movies. And I was thinking, you know, the other day. Uh-huh. Well, actually, not the other day. I guess a couple of months ago. You know, sometimes Marvel, like, for example, recently with Doctor Strange, they'll get behind, and they're wrapping up a story, and they'll put out an issue out of order. Right. And so we're going to put out an episode out of order. A I'm couple, okay with probably, it. actually. But we will very soon, as soon as possible, 
get back to 250 and the movie. But for right now, we're going to get on with our fifth anniversary celebration. And um, we're going to talk about Wolver- the, the Generations book for Wolverine. Okay. Our Wolverines. And, you know, kind of celebrate that. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. All right. Let's do it. But before we get to that, um, let's talk a little bit about our fifth anniversary. You know, I've been doing this show for five years. This is part two of our celebration. We had our part one with uh, Dan and Georgie talking about the resurrection books. And now we're going to talk about... We've been doing this for five years. Five years. I had no idea when I started this and I would do it for five years. Where's my paycheck? <laughs> I can't make cricket noises, but that's the best I can do. Um, so anyway, yeah, five years is a, it's a long time to, to do a little podcast. And um, so anyway, I just wanted to say that, you know, for me, it's been really fun, you know, to kind of all the people I've kind of met, you know, either directly or indirectly through doing the podcast and kind of relating to other podcasters and all the fun comment conversations I've got to have. And that to me is probably, you know, one of my favorite parts. Another part, favorite part I've had is, you know, all the great guests I've had on, um, you know, from new friends to old friends to having Ethan come on and do some episodes and you know, also, one of my highlights is our band tour. Our and I'm particularly tour. proud of the fact that for at least a handful of people, the word band tour has caught on and become part of their vernacular. And that's all I've ever wanted in life is to make up a word that other people will say. And so... Ah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, what are you trying to play? YouTube has failed me. YouTube always fails. It is a failure. Um, anyway, Denise... Oh, dang it. What are you trying to do besides make weird noises? <laughs> anyway. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what this is. I was I don't trying either. to play. <laughs> I was trying to play like sappy violin music while you were. That's what you search? Sappy violin music? <laughs> I actually did search sad violin music. Sad violin. Oh, sad violin. And that's um, what came up. But okay. right before the sad violin, was there was sad. a join the army <laughs> commercial. <laughs> <laughs> if you're depressed, join the army. Well, that's, that's not the only reason one should do <laughs> Anyway, another highlight of the podcast has been <coughs> Snicked. having my wonderful wife come on. and It's kind of something else for us to do together in our marriage. And also um, just seeing the comics through the eyes of someone who hasn't been immersed in it their whole life. So anyway, Denise, for you, Uh if if any part of the podcast is is count as a highlight, what would you say some of your highlights have been? You know, over the last five years. I know you haven't been doing it quite that long, but you've been doing it for quite a while. Well, yeah. I mean, we started. I started right before we got married. Yeah. Um. So. It's going to sound weird. Besides the comics and besides the art, one of my favorite highlights is, and I don't do it often, but when you do have some of your guest hosts on, 
Sometimes I sit in on them. Sometimes I walk past the kitchen and give my own two cents. (laughs) (laughs) But what I have really enjoyed is that your guest hosts are not just the random people who come on and all they care about are the comics. Um, I know that uh, Georgie asked us one time when we weren't recording, um, he wanted to know about Ethan. He wanted to know, was was Ethan my kid? Was he your kid? Was he adopted? And it, it made me feel good because it meant that they cared about us like as a unit. And it may just be complete random curiosity. And Georgie will probably tell me it's random curiosity. <laughs> nah, he loves us and we love but him. We do. But, and, and Dan, you know, we've had conversations on and, and off recording where we talk about, you know, I've been vocal that I, I don't like some of the things that poor Dan has had to go through in his life. Cause I don't think anybody should have to go through that. But, you know, we've had these meaningful conversations with these people that go beyond the comic books. And I think that's what I enjoy the most is that we're not just two voices on the other end of a Skype phone call. Like <laughs> right. we're, we're actually like living, breathing human beings yeah. and you know, we care about what's going on in their lives and they care about what's going on in ours. And I, it's like we're a little comic book webby family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. And I, I feel that way. And I think they feel that way too. And I, I you know, listening to, to, to my boys on the Inner Comics podcast, you know, they've shared some similar sentiments. It's, it's funny how sometimes these endeavors, you know, a project that, you know, I'll just speak from my behalf, that started off as just an excuse for me to talk about my favorite character, but it really evolved way past that into actual, like, you know, there's several people, and I, w- I won't list names. I don't want anybody to feel left out if I don't name them. Great, thanks. Right. As I'm like, hey, Georgie, hi, no, Dan. No, it's fine. I, and I'm sure they appreciate that. But, you know, but the people that I've met through the show, and some of which have been on, some of which have not, um, some of which I've asked and didn't want to because that's just not really, they don't want to, they'd rather remain silent, and that's fine. Um, but, you know, but people I've met and talked to that are more than just, interacting on the podcast which i love that too but i actually feel like i've made real friends right and you know we do we have conversations that go beyond the comics and 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 stretch into to real life and kind of that the sanctity of you know personal feelings and right. <laughs> you know things that are going on and you know i really appreciate that i appreciate that this has just kind of been an open door to Getting to know people that share interest, but that it goes beyond that. And to me, that is definitely one of the exciting parts is just all the the wonderful people I've been able to meet and talk to about comics and other things. And well, and I love, you know, I, I work in advertising and there's always that one person that you hate to work with. Right. I hate's a strong word. (laughs) You, When you're told you have to work on a project with them, you just kind of roll your eyes on the inside and go, uh, I'm going to have to listen to 20 minutes of their soapbox that I disagree with, or I don't, um, I could care less about, you know, like 
and or they all they're always negative you know and that's the one thing that I've enjoyed about every person who has been on the podcast is even when I don't you know sometimes you record after I go to bed but when I am up and sometimes even when I'm that's usually Cameron He's, yeah, he's, he's my late late night co-host. <laughs> you, you have you have someone else that yeah. But even when I can hear you in the bedroom and I can hear what's going on, everyone that comes on the podcast is so respectful. So even when you, you know, even if you say, "Hey, we don't use curse words," and well, PG thirteen. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we use the polite Shit. curse words. There, <laughs> just so people know it's okay. Yeah. Crap! I said a curse word. Yeah. Um, no, but and really the only reason, and just, you know, we, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll come back to your point. Sure. Um, but I mean, the reason is that I just, especially as Ethan starts to get a little bit older and I want him to be able to listen. And I know some of the stuff may be a little bit inappropriate in a context way, but I just, I don't know. I just, I, I'd like to avoid that explicit tag, not because I think is bad or wrong. I just yeah. want everyone to be I want the podcast to be open to everybody. I don't want to put any limitations on it. Well, and, and I so also, it's, it's just a personal choice I made as the host. Well, that, and, and I know as Ethan gets older, the first time he says his curse word in front of his first curse word in front of me, I'm going to be mortified. And then I'm going to be like, awesome. I can freaking curse. In front of you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but as a parent, I also want him to explore other words that express his feelings other than how is your day shitty <laughs> <laughs> which by the way Ethan never has a shitty day he, it's always good yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm too cool for school good <laughs> no but I I just love that every person who's been on is just so respectful like you know, to you, to our family, um, you know, when Max interjects, you know, they'll make jokes about it or right. whatever the case may be. Everyone always throwing a fit. Everyone is very gracious yes. to our situation. Yes. And this is hard, guys. This is hard to do a podcast with a toddler running around. And trust me, I've locked myself like up in his bedroom and he just goes crazy. <laughs> Yeah. It's like giving a little dog caffeine and then throwing them in their right. kennel and going, you can't come out. <laughs> Which we don't do. We, no, we, we don't. don't give our dog caffeine. <laughs> no, he, but, I think he produces it naturally, so he doesn't need any. No. But, but, you know, there have been times where Ollie goes running through the kitchen, just screaming his head off. And Max is barking and scratching at the door. And I'm, tr Jason's trying to record and I'm trying to like... Okay, is there a break in the conversation so I can open the door and pick up the toddler? And, <laughs> and no one has ever been like, wow, do you just want to do this later? No one's ever been that way. They've always just kind of laughed and giggled and, right. you know, made a little side note banter. Right. And, you know, that's what I love is that everyone's so respectful and so understanding of we do this at our kitchen table. There is no sound booth, sound room. Although, if someone wanted to start paying us so we could actually make one. <laughs> no, I've avoided that. I, you know, um, we've had the option. Well, anyway. Um, but it's not just, and I, I don't want to leave out, you know, people who just listen. Because I know that I edit, I'm able to edit some of that stuff out. Because it's in between 
sentences or whatnot, and I can right. isolate it and pull it out. Sometimes I can't. Sometimes Ollie might be screaming at the same time that Dan's making a really great point, right. or, you know, or whatever the case may be. And we're not going to take out Dan's great point. No. And so just the listeners also have been very gracious and not complained you know, the, hey, why does your podcast have a screaming baby in it? Can't you <laughs> shut that kid up? Like, no one's ever said that, and no one's, you know. Little uh, did you know we have a secret sound machine right. where we just interject. Yeah. Ollie doesn't exist. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> he does. Um, he very much exists, and we love him. But, um, yeah, anyway, and uh, I guess enough of, of Being that. Being sentimental. We're getting, getting ready to talk about the comics, but I do just want to sincerely thank Everyone who's ever been on this show, everyone who's ever interacted with the show. Anyone's and ever listened. Everyone who's listened once. and hasn't said anything. Y'all are great, too, and we love all of you. And yep, even the people who don't like us. We yeah. love you, too. You know, if you listen to us and don't like us, I mean, you You're can, probably not listening You don't to have right to now. keep listening. <laughs> I'd say. love for you to, but you don't have to. They're probably don't. not listening right now. We're probably just, right. you know, randomly talking just to talk. And oh, everyone... Even our regular listeners have tuned out at this point. Oh yeah, they're like <laughs> we've lost everybody. Wait, but come when back. did that other? When did the <laughs> when did the show notes say the next one was right. coming on? <laughs> I'll just skip to that part yeah, right there. You're gonna skip to the 20 minute mark or so. <laughs> Here's some comic talk. That's what we come for. No, but I, I mean, yeah, I just I'm very grateful for you know people giving me a reason to keep going because if it was just me. And I hadn't added different co-hosts and interacted and made friends. I, I wouldn't still be doing this. So I, I thank everybody for just making this a lot of fun. If you didn't have a co-host, you wouldn't do this anymore? Oh, do this by myself. I don't mind doing a little episode here and there by myself. Uh-huh. I, no, I can, I can do this by myself all the time. That's There's no good way. to know. If I ever want. <laughs> I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I should play you with a robot. <laughs> You're sleeping on the sofa upstairs. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's you, what you think. You couldn't sleep if I wasn't there. No, I couldn't. <laughs> I really can't. When he leaves for Austin for yeah, three days. trip. Yeah. Chicago. Yeah. I don't sleep. I'm in my nice fancy hotel bed. Mm-hmm. Sleeping like a baby. <laughs> I have his side of the bed with pillows propped up <laughs> that are like him so I can lay next to it and pretend he's there. And then I wake up in the middle of the night going, where'd he go? Where'd yes. he go? But you can watch all the HGTV you want. Oh, yeah. I do get to. <laughs> and I get to leave the TV on. All night. All night Which long. I will not let her do. All night long. Although I can't anymore because now the new cable box automatically turns it off. Yeah, it's what they had me in mind. Yeah. So just a little insight into our marriage, and people, <laughs> people, we might want to talk about this before you get married. If you know, if you ever think about getting married, you know, just get with your partner and determine the sleep habits. Because let me tell you, there's it was always a conflict something. At first. We've we've come up with a pretty good system. Yeah, we but did. But it was a little struggle at first because Denise has to have the TV to go to sleep. Yes. And I can't go to sleep until it's off. <laughs> there's that window see? where I have to wait for her to go to sleep, which. The good part about that is, is kind of the only time I have to read comics. So, <laughs> why well, wait for her to fall asleep? I read some comics, and then once I know she's good and asleep, I put everything down, lay down, turn the TV off, and go to sleep myself. Yes, and if for whatever reason he falls asleep with the TV on, the TV now automatically turns itself off. Yeah, 
Yeah. Which let me tell you, when he's not home and the TV turns itself off and I wake up at three in the morning and it's pitch black. (laughs) (laughs) There's a small little freak out that goes on. What? 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 Where's the remote? Where's the remote? Where's the remote? Because I can't see to go to the bathroom. Oh. Yeah. Don't you have our house memorized yet? I should. <laughs> Lived in it for the last 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, my fear is when he isn't home, I let the dog, I let Max sleep in our room. Yes, he doesn't bother her like he bothers me. No. That's another difference. And, and, and the, part of the reason the TV thing works is because she's such a heavy sweeper that she doesn't know I turn the TV off. Right. The only reason she knows is if she happens to wake up for bladder reasons. Um, <laughs> Whereas I, on the other hand, am the lightest sweeper on the planet. I get that from my dad. Thank you, dad. Um, And just everything wakes me up. And so I let Max sweep in our room until about 11 or so. And I kick him out. Because he does this. Yeah. Yeah, he can't help it. And I don't blame him. But at the same time, I can't go to sleep. And so I have to remove him and let him... And I'm not completely cruel. He gets to run upstairs and jump in Ethan's bed. Yeah. Um, but he just prefers to sleep by us. I will say I have to share a story, and then we need to get back to comics. Yeah, because we're past the 20-minute mark, yeah. I think. <laughs> so one night, and you have to understand, Max is a rescue. He has lots of doggy anxiety. Yes, very anxious. And he fell down a manhole. That's how he came to be at our house. He fell down a manhole. Because <laughs> there's a magic manhole that opens into our ceiling. <laughs> yes. It's like a dimensional portal. No, friends of ours found him. Um, they tried to I mean, the magic him. manhole is the name. If I ever open a gay bar. That's <laughs> the magic manhole. <laughs> Sorry, anyway. if that's a Seinfeld joke, <laughs> I apologize, everybody. Anyway, <laughs> he fell down a manhole. <laughs> They found him, tried to find his owners. Then they tried to keep him when they couldn't find his owners. But their dog and he did not get along. So we adopted him. And in adopting poor Maxie, we adopted all of his little quirks and anxiety issues and whatnot. So one of Max's issues is he doesn't like the rain. And he doesn't like, he especially doesn't like thunder. No, and that's common for dogs. I think he's especially anxious. He is. He gets very, very nervous. And he used to be okay up in Ethan's room. And within the last, what, year or year and a half, Ethan's room no longer, I guess, feels safe to him. I don't know if it's because it's up higher and it, or if he saw lightning or I don't know. But now when it rains, he runs downstairs and he tries to go into our room. Now, there are times where Jason has the door closed. So one night, poor Max was scratching at the door and it woke both of us up. And Jason, you know, huffs out of the bed like (laughs) he's going in his kennel. And he opens the door and he goes, that's it, Max. Get in your kennel. And the minute he said that, lightning struck, you know, you could feel... The house kind of shake a little bit. And then he went, okay, Max, come on in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then Max came and laid right by Jason's side of the bed. And Jason leaned over the bed and goes, it's okay. It's okay. Just go back to sleep. He he can frustrate me, but I love him very much. I I just, I thought it was hilarious. Just When I first woke up, I didn't know it was storming. No, and I didn't either. I thought Max was just like trying to get us up. Because sometimes... Every now and then, like on a Saturday, Ollie might not get up at 6.30. Right. And so we'll sweep in a little bit, and Max kind of knows we're supposed to be up. And right. so he'll come and... Paw at the door. Yeah, paw at the door. And so I, I was... 
in my waking up suddenly in the middle of the night, not realizing what was going on. I thought he was just, you know, no, being a punk. But, but <laughs> turned out he was he was scared of the rain. Yeah, but it just it was awesome because you got up like. I'm going to take care of this. (laughs) (laughs) And you were like, come on in, (laughs) lay down. I'm going to lay halfway off the bed so that I can reach you and rub your, your tummy and make you feel at home. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it's funny anyway, but I, I let Max sleep in the bedroom. So I don't like to get up when the TV's not on because I don't want to step on him. Right, right. But speaking of, of rubbing your belly, I, I feel uh-huh. like this comic kind of rubs our belly. I feel like this comic was an after-school special. Wow. Okay, <laughs> let's get into it. I think we're about to be very, very different. All right, so this is a big book, right? Generation is the big Marvel event of the end of the summer before we get ready for Legacy. Um is a book we have this kind of you know i've talked about it a little bit with the gene gray episode uh gene oh i just kind of burped in the end of that that's gross i am so sorry but i'm not gonna edit it out um i'm sure you're not gonna edit my coughs out i can't they're too much i'm sorry it's okay um you know we have this mysterious vanishing point which still is yet to be explained and maybe never will be but where our legacy heroes are getting to meet their predecessors in a different time, outside of time, and interact and have, you know, interactions. And, you know, it's been surprisingly pretty good so far. Um, the Hulk one was decent. The Gene one was really good. And now we're ready for our Wolverine one. This is Generations the Best, number one. So I think it's a, it's a big enough issue that warrants kind of a, anniversary type feeling for it so okay. it's not makes it not just a regular episode right sure right so anyway this is written by our regular writer tom taylor our regular wolverine writer with art by ramon rosanis colors by nolan woodard letters by vc's Corey pettit Woo-hoo. and the cover by jorge molina now, this cover by Jorge Molina, who, by the way, I'm really missing on X-Men Blue right now. I think he comes back for the Mojo story, which, but whatever. A lot of X-Fans will be mad I just did that, but not a Mojo fan. Um, sorry. But anyway, uh, what do you think of this cover by Jorge Molina? So, this actually reminds me of, um, speaking of anniversary podcast, the first time I was on the podcast, the Digi comic. Oh, yeah. Just the... I think it's the magenta, pinky, um, yeah. highlights. It just reminds me of the Digi comic. Yeah. Plus, I wasn't the hand in the Digi comic too. I believe so. I mean, yeah. I would expect so. Wolverine's always fighting the hand at yeah. some point. But <laughs> <laughs> in Japan's most wanted is that that series. Oh man! <laughs> just keep burping. That she was referring to. Excuse me. Excuse me. What? <laughs> I burped. Yeah, little, little less a wonderful life reference for you guys. Deep cuts. Um. Anyway, yeah. So we're in Tokyo, I guess. Lots of neon signs. I like that Mr. Molina put his signature box inside one of the signs, like just part of the art. Thought that was really interesting. And we have all new Wolverine and regular Wolverine, not Old Man Logan. Thank goodness. We're just regular Wolverine. Yeah. 
And they're in the middle of the square. Does Tokyo have like a Times Square thing? I don't know. I know they have a lot of neon. Oh, yeah, definitely. And they're surrounded by hand ninjas. I, I think it's a pretty good cover. Um, yeah, I like it. Yeah, no, I I actually, in fact, when I saw it, I went, oh, it reminds me of the Digi comic and actually looks beautiful. Not, and I didn't read it on the iPad. I read it, um, the floppy. I read the, the floppy. floppy. Yeah. But I still thought the colors were beautiful. Um, sometimes when things like this, especially with the neon, I enjoy the iPad better because I feel like it gives a more true to life. Um, but I, a little pop, a little yeah, pizzazz. I actually enjoyed, um, and I know it's difficult. It's not easy when things get printed because they get dull. But even in this cover, the neon up in the right-hand corner still looks bright and vibrant and glowy like it should. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a pretty good cover. All right, so we have a weird explanation of the vanishing point. It doesn't necessarily make sense. We have the cool uh, variant cover. kind of uses the art inset here on the title page uh, by Oliver Coipel. I, I don't think I ever say that right, but I like his art, so I apologize. But it's um, Laura in her owner costume and Wolverine, um, and they're together jumping at something. It's a pretty cool little art. Yeah. I'll probably use it for the, the art for the episode. So anyway, we go to Tokyo, Japan in kind of an unnamed time. We have Logan Wolverine fighting a bunch of hand. And um, Rosanis, his art, the way he decides to do the hand when they kind of disintegrate, and just goes like a, a big kind of dust bunny. It looked like mold. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Anyway, Logan Wolverine is hacking. I was going to say Logan and Laura. They're both Wolverines, right? We understand that. Right. Um, he's hacking through some hands. L and L. Yeah, L and L. He's neck deep in undead ninjas, not for the first time, he says, but it feels like the last time. Feels like the last time. No, that's not how it goes. Um and anyway, he gets shunked with a bunch of ninja weapons and is about to kind of be carried off and he's worried they're gonna throw him overboard into the harbor. And the only thing he can't heal from is drowning. Ooh. And this has been explained before. I feel like we know this. Yes. Yeah, we do. It's it's kind of an older concept. I don't think anyone's talked about it in a while, necessarily, but it's definitely something that happens. Yeah. Anyway, you get a really nice panel of him kind of trying to dig his claw into the ground as they drag him towards the water. That's gotta hurt. Yeah. Because... Yeah, because you think it'd like pull yeah. out of his yeah, kind of <laughs> makes your hand hurt thinking about it. Um, and he's kind of ready to give up, and he's surprised because he hears a snick that's not his. Oh, <gasps> uh oh, dun dun dun. Yeah, and he looks up, and he says, and Laura says, "Hey," in her really, biker chick uniform. Yeah, in her well, her current costume. I really like this because uh, he's talking about why, what he's doing, right? Akiko, his foster daughter, has been kidnapped, and he's trying to rescue her. And he says, I was the best there is at what I do. At least I thought I was. And I thought was really cool. And there's some really cool, I think, dialogue here. Um, 
when he kind of sees Laura fight and talks about how, you know, he's never seen moves like that. Um, I think he even calls her surgical. Yeah, she's very graceful. Yeah. She's not as strong, but she's faster, sharper, composed, doesn't waste a cut, and like he said, surgical. Yeah. And the really nice pages here, them cutting through the hand ninjas together. And then I really love this line as Laura decapitates the ninja. He goes, it's actually kind of scary. Yeah. Um, Like he's seeing himself. He's seeing himself and I don't want to say necessarily a better version of himself, but a different version of himself. A different one that's more controlled. And we know that Laura has her own kind of berserker, but it's, it's a lot more refined. Yeah. And I like really... You know, we've highlighted the differences. You know, Tom Taylor has done a great job in looking at the differences between Laura and Logan, like, personality-wise, right? Right. That Laura's tried to learn from Logan's quote-unquote mistakes and be a better Wolverine. But this is the first time we really focused on the actual difference in technique. Yeah. And fighting style. And I thought that was really cool. I really enjoyed that, um... And he says, and together, together we're a nightmare. We get a nice full-page splash of them jumping into the ninjas. Um, now, don't want to be a continuity whore. But? But I feel like this is really a time where he should be in the brown and yellow costume or the orange and brown and whatever, however you want to describe Different people describe it different ways. But the orange and brown costume seems like this is more of that time period. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he's in his kind of original costume with the yellow and blue and the, the black rib tiger stripes. Um, so I'm not sure, excuse me, not sure that quite fits, but um, that's, that's what we're going with. So anyway. I love the interaction on this next page. Yes. <coughs> he's like, you, um, so they're done. They're, they they mo- turn all the ninjas into dusty mold. Yeah, um, and Logan's like, uh, "You have a sword in you," and she's like, "I noticed." <laughs> Would you mind? Yeah. <laughs> Would you pull that out for me? Yeah, and so he does, and she takes it and throws it, and hits a ninja in the sash. And Wolverine's like, "You missed." And he's like, "No, I didn't." Now I have a scent. Yeah, and he'll lead us to a Kiko, and I like, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the art, you know, kind of at the end. But one of the things I really like is when she's getting the scent, he draws like the trail of the smell. Yeah, it's very Scooby-Doo-ish. A little bit, but not necessarily in a bad way. I kind of enjoyed no, it. No, no, no. There, there were a lot of little things that I felt like were kind of, they made me feel like this book was kind of after school special, but I think it's because it reminded me of all the things I used to watch <laughs> when I would come home from school, like Scooby Doo. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So they try to kind of figure out like what's going on. Like Wolverine's like, Who are you? I'm Batman. <laughs> she is Batman. A little bit, a little bit in her costume. Yeah. Um he's like, How'd you know about Akiko? And <coughs> she says, When I realized where I was, I came to find you and I, I along the way I kinda of find out what was going on. Um I don't want to say too much because I don't really know. I don't want to mess up with the time stream and stuff like that. Right. Um, 
I want to help. Is, can we just kind of leave it at that? And he's like, uh, I suppose so. But I love how he's like, do I get a name? And she's like, Laura. And as he walks away, he's like, Logan. Yeah. And she goes, I know. <laughs> anyway, they uh, they follow the scent. They know it's a trap, but they're Wolverines. I get a middle finger claw. Is it? It's his middle finger claw that oh, he's yeah. unlocking the door with. Yeah. I loved it. Do you think he just slides through it? But I guess he's able to unlock it somehow. Um, anyway, they know it's a trap, but they're Wolverines. They don't care about no trap. Nope. They run in. There's a bunch of boxes full of bombs and guns and weapons. And um, they see another ninja who throws a grenade. Wolver- uh, Lo- Logan jumps on top of Laura as a grenade goes off. And she's like, you don't need to protect me. And he's like, it was instinct. And she's like, not really. Like you're, you're the big bad protector. That's just what you do. You don't have to though. I can take care of myself. And then she's like, someone's coming. I can smell it. Because <laughs> you're sure. And she goes, you would be too. Oh wait, I'm sorry. You'd you'd smell them yourself if your nose wasn't half burnt away. <laughs> and she's like, get ready. And they grab a guy, we get a nice snick from Laura, and they interrogate him Wolverine style. But um, he basically just gives it up and says, you know what? We were just supposed to kidnap the girl, but I didn't know it was going to involve Wolverines, and uh, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> so go get her. In fact, we'll take you to the airport. We'll take you to where we, we took her. Right. Um, speaking of continuity... And it's just my pet peeve. This is one of my pet peeves with all women who are drawn in a comic book. When they want their hair to be stringy, it's stringy. And when they don't want it to be stringy, it's all gorgeous and perfectly done. (laughs) And, And that's what bothers me is Laura has taken on the hand. Her hair is not in a ponytail. It's, you know, flying down the back of her. And yet, it's flawless when she's talking to this guy. And yet when she meets Wolverine, the wind's blowing in and it's, you know, stringy. Right. And and let me tell you, I got long hair. And when the wind blows, that turns into one giant knot. <laughs> it's not pretty by the end of the day. Yeah, but he wants to draw that. Mm-hmm. Same thing you see in if, movies. If I, it's okay. the exact same thing. When I'm a superhero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see this bun? You're my superhero, baby. See this bun? I live in that bun. (laughs) Hun. (laughs) I got buns, hun. (laughs) But only one, because my hair's so long, I only have to roll it. No, just kidding. I don't know. Right. Anyway, we get some really nice band tour uh, where Logan says, you know, there was a dress in the car when they get to the airport. And she says... Yeah, you would have looked great in it. And the matching heels would have really accent- accentuated your calves. <laughs> I love her. Yeah, I do too. I, I she... just, I love her as a superhero. Yep. Or as a an X-Men, female X-Men character. Yeah. So they find the scent and they're like, uh-oh, metal detectors. They're nemesis. And her hair's in a ponytail. Yeah. Sorry. Easier to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, not in a ponytail when she jumps out the window. 
I think the ponytail is just laughing. Nope, not nope. in the ponytail here either. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. She she snicked and cut the rubber band. She needed it. <laughs> so anyway, they're they're trying to figure out how to bypass the metal detector, but they see Akiko on the runway. Uh, or is he Akiko? I don't know. Georgie, how would you say that? Um, anyway, they see her on the runway, and they're like, all right, new plan. And they just run right through it, let the metal detector beep, 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 jump through the window. They're trying to catch the plane. Laura has a plan. She grabs onto the wheel, and then yep. she tells Logan, jump. Wow, you're heavier. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, damn, I forgot how heavy you are. Um, <laughs> and they smell ninjas. Now, um, can Logan see them? No, I think that's just smell-o-vision. I think it's <laughs> an artistic rendering. Smell-o-vision. Like, can you smell what the rocks got cooking? <laughs> and Lauren's like, I wonder why the ninjas are still there. I thought they weren't going to do this anymore. And Logan's like, how would they know? And she's like, they don't have cell phones? And Logan's like, what? What? Never mind. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I love how she face palms. She's like, never mind. And so they cut the floor out from the ninjas, stabby stab them. I want the Mythbusters to do a thing on that because they did do the thing about shooting in the floor. Could you, you know, in the Matrix when they, uh, who is it? Trinity. She shoots out the floor. Remember that? Yeah. I remember the Matrix yeah. one. I don't remember the Mythbuster. Yeah. It was, con- or, uh, it was debunked. But that's can you shoot like, Enough circles to right, to, but I think if you have board. a solid blade, that's a much more straightforward. Is it? Yeah, if you if I get if I take just a regular like knife, like a box cutter, I can get a hole in our ceiling right now. Right, and how long would that take you? And if I was standing on the other side, <laughs> wouldn't I go? What the hell? What is he doing? Well, you, I'm not gonna stand there. Yeah. So <laughs> adamantium, a little bit different than a box cutter, and a cargo plane. Yeah. But the ninjas are just kind of, they even look down. They're just kind of looking at it. Right. But they, I guess they move pretty fast. So they recognize a scent and a voice, and it's Sabretooth. Old school Sabretooth. In his puppy jacket. Right. And I think it's interesting because Laura knows, like her current day, she knows Pussycat Sabretooth. This is bad, nasty Sabretooth. And, um,. Yeah, so he talks about how he had this big plan. He was going to try to turn Akiko against Logan. It was his long-term plan. Yeah. I love how he phrases that. Yeah. And, but Laura's like, no, wait, kill me instead. And Sabretooth's like, who is this? And then <laughs> she cuts off Sabretooth's hand, gives him a shock, and jumps out the plane. And Logan is left going, Laura. Right. And they fall, and I love the sequence of them falling from the plane. <laughs> Laura just stabs them repeatedly the whole way down. They land. Logan makes them land the plane. No, Logan doesn't make them land the plane. He asks them to turn around. Oh, that's right. That's right. So Laura and Sabretooth get up, and um, Laura laughs, and he's like, what are you laughing at? I love this shot of the plane, and... Kind of the light, like the sun bouncing yeah. off of it and Wolverine's silhouette jumping out of the plane. Claws out. We get a classic pose of Wolverine Logan, you know, jumping with his elbows cocked and his claws out and screaming. So up to this point, 
I kept questioning in my head, did the artist who draw this, did he use Hugh Jackman as a base to draw Wolverine? And it wasn't until I got to this panel right here did I say, yep. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. It's definitely possible. But he lands and just double all six claws into Sabretooth's chest and then pulls them out. And he realizes that Laura is healing as well. You know, she's like me, very much like me. As she snicks, pulls her claws out, Sabretooth's like, what? Then she kicks him, and just for Dan, we get a foot snicked. Through the neck. Through the neck. And he's like, okay, that's different. (laughs) And then we get a really nice scene. They take Akiko home to Mariko. Um... And Logan's like, all right, well, I got to run. I'm glad we got you home safe. You're you're better off without me. Yep. You're a lot safer with me. And Laura calls BS. Yep. And she's heard all this before. Oh, yeah. Nothing new. <laughs> Nothing new. Uh, and she goes, all I heard was crap. Because <laughs> Logan's like, you heard that? <laughs> and I... Uh, and one has a good point. She says she was just kidnapped by ninjas. You weren't in her life when that happened. Yeah. And and Laura just says, baby steps. Right. Go in there, eat dinner, read her a bedtime story, something with princesses and talking animals. Right. And, you know, go from there. And what I love is Logan uses this as sort of his, she's opened the door. And he, he's like... How do I know you? Right. And well, course, before we get to that, okay. um, no, it's okay. I just want to back up a little bit because Laura brings up a good point. They're like, she, she says, I think you'd rather fight undead ninjas than deal with your emotions. <laughs> yeah. You'd rather go risk your life than be a dad. Yeah. Basically. And she basically also tells Logan, like, you're allowed to be happy. Like, yeah, this life is hard, right? It's particularly the life we've chosen, right? As as heroes and X-Men and whatnot, it's going to be hard, but it, you're still allowed to be happy. And um, she says, don't leave her tonight. Be here in the morning. Stay a while. And Logan apologizes. And <laughs> she's like, for what? And because he knows. Like, he's right. reading between the lines. And he says, I'm just, I'm sorry for however I screwed up your life. <laughs> well, but what what I love about it is he. Um, well, this line here got to me. He says, um, he goes, I can see the truth. It's not just the claws and the costume. You smell like me. And I, I haven't seen my mother's eyes in a long time. Yeah. And you know, he's been the X-Men for a while. He's like, so what is it? Future alternate timeline. Right. And the Lord just kind of stares at him. He's like, all right, yes, it's one of those. And, um, so that's when he tells her, you know, go back in, tell an appropriate, a kid appropriate story. Right. Read her some comic books. Um, and he says, you know, I want you to co- why don't you come with me. Like, come in, hang out with us. Right. Um, he says, no, I'm sorry. It's, it's really hard to see you. Um, and Logan kind of gets it. He says, if you're th- who I think you are, then dealing with grief through anger runs in the family. It's what we do. We take our emotions and we stab something with it. That's the Wolverine way. I love that. He's like, so you're coming inside? And I think she's going to, but she starts to go all ghosty, like in the 
Back to the Future pictures. Right. <laughs> He's like, no, I think I'm going back, but I don't want to leave. I miss you. And this part, re- I got kind of choked up here. Yeah. Uh, so Logan hugs her and says, it's okay. I can't wait to meet you. Like he knows, like he's going to see her right. at some point. And she's like, goodbye, dad. <laughs> and um, he says, I'm never going to be father of the year. But I'm the best there is at what I do. And I can try to be better at this. And that's where I felt like it went after school special. <laughs> A little bit. I mean, I feel like, I feel like this was an important part of Laura's journey, right? Because she's going to go back to our regular story. I feel like this should be required reading for every dad. <laughs> or every anyone who's going to become a parent. Because, not to like change the subject from the comic books, you know, but Ollie, you know, his daycare called us and said he's sick. And it's like, okay, you know, and they said his fevers, you know, 100.8. And the first thought in my head was, okay, I need to go get him. But I'm literally like 30 minutes away from walking in to a meeting that I can't leave because I've already rescheduled this meeting twice. And I knew before I ever called Jason to say, hey, Ollie's school called. I knew that he had a meeting that he had to go into that he couldn't reschedule because his deadline was approaching. And so as a parent, you're like, oh man, I wish my kid wasn't sick so that I could just take care of what I needed. And I managed, you know, the school was nice. They let him take a nap so that I could do my call and then come get him. And the minute I picked him up, or I, I walked into his classroom. He just woke up from his nap and he held both arms out. Like, you're here. <laughs> I just want to go home. And he, you know, grabbed his little blanket and he curled up in my arms and he laid his head on my shoulder. And it was like, that meeting could blow me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we do. We get so wrapped up, you know, because. You need your job to pay your bills, you know, pay for the daycare your kid goes to. I, I get all that. And we do. We get really wrapped up in that sometimes. And it's it's easy to lose sight of the little things, you know. And when I came home, I went upstairs and we went in Ollie's room and he laid on my shoulder and then he kind of squirmed out and he, we have a nursery rhyme book and he squirmed out. He got it and he goes, boo, like book. And he handed it to me, boo. And I said, you want to read? And he sat there and he let me read the whole book, which if you know Ollie, Ollie doesn't, he can't he's sit about, He's about half a book. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But he, he let me read the whole book. And it was like, oh, he doesn't feel well. Like he just, he wants to cuddle. He wants to love and he wants to feel better. And you need that every once in a while to remind you of what is important. Ollie hopefully will always remember that when he's sick, his mom and dad give him lots of love and cuddles and, you know, stroke his little hair and tell him we hope he feels better, you know? So I hope he remembers that 
I hope he doesn't remember when I'm sick. My parents never took me to the doctor or they just <laughs> let me lay on the sofa until I felt better. Like, you know, my parents were anti-doctor. They hated taking us to the doctor. They were like, it's viral. You'll get over it. <laughs> See, my mom was totally the opposite. And even she didn't take us to the doctor, she was all over us like, what do you need? What can I do? And no, my mom was like, here's some Motrin. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> There's the remote. <laughs> <laughs> Take it out. Anyway, I think I think this is also should be required reading for fans of both Logan and Laura. Yeah. And how they interact. And, and Laura gets this chance to see him again, right? Like he's right. been dead for a while now and she misses him. You know, she's even Wolverine to honor him, right? That's right. the whole... As bad as Wolverine's was, you know, it led to her embracing the legacy. Right. And however bad it was, it doesn't matter because all new Wolverine has been awesome. And her stint as Wolverine is awesome and will continue to be awesome. And um, she's just, she's a great, great Wolverine, but she's a great Wolverine because she's learned how to look at what Logan did and, and pick the best parts and try to be better at some of the parts where maybe he knew knew deep down whether he was willing to admit it or not that he had regrets and trying to avoid repeating those regrets. And I think this chance to see him again and to maybe, you know, I don't know, like, if this is actually our past. You know, like, if Wolverine will take this and Logan will maybe, like, take her advice. And do better, and that will somehow change what we see now. <gasps> oh. Or if, if nothing else, it's just a chance for Laura to, to see him again and to, to realize, you know, she can make him better, and that he makes her better. What if this changes his choices, and so he never, he never encounters that damn microverse. <laughs> <laughs> And they never steal his healing factor. I don't know. I, and they never kill him. <gasps> that would be glorious. I don't know, but I, I'll say this. Tom Taylor writes a great Wolverine with Laura, also writes a pretty good Logan. Yes. And this, if nothing else, just reminded me of how tired I am of Old Man Logan. Um, Old Man we'll talk Logan's about awful. later. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm jumping. No, it's fine. But I just, I don't know, I really enjoyed, I enjoyed kind of the out-of-timeness of this story and just the chance yeah. to interact without any continuity constraints. Um, and I don't know, just that, the part at the end just really got to me. It really got kind of choked up. Like, Laura's like, I don't, I need to get back, right, to, to my life, but I, I don't want to leave you. Like, I want to spend more time with you. I miss you. Yeah. And... I don't know. It was just, it was a really touching story. What do, what do you think of the art? I loved it. Like I said, the, okay. the the only thing in reading it is I kind of felt like I enjoy when artists make their own Wolverine or their own Logan or their own lore. Like they, they add their touches um, to make the character who they are. And I kind of felt like, and and everyone has a model. I mean, there is no true portrait of Christopher Columbus. Everyone just kind of made it up. Right. Um, 
you know, they probably use themselves as a base. In fact, in some of the original pictures of Jesus Christ before the classic, you know, curly locks, long flowing locks <laughs> yeah, was... Jesus wasn't a white guy. Yes. No. But it painters used themselves as models or they used people they knew as models. And at some point somebody said, this is the classic Jesus. And they <laughs> painted him over and over again. <laughs> Jesus didn't look like that, by the way. Um, but that said, I, the whole book up until a certain point, I was like, I swear this guy used Hugh Jackman as a, as a base. And it drove me crazy because I kept trying to see it. And then when I finally did see it, that's all I saw. Um, anyway, but, but I did love the art. Um, I enjoyed it for the most part. I didn't, I didn't care for a saber tooth necessarily. No, but I love the classic Logan Wolverine. Yeah. The, you know, the, the weird mutton chops and the, The weird haircut and the not the scruffy bitter old man. I <laughs> I just I felt like oh it's kinda like when you look through old pictures and you reminisce. That's what I felt like this book was. Yeah. Looking back going, Oh, see, now that's Logan. Right. No Jean Grey. No <laughs> scruffy old man. <laughs> Bliss. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, I thought some of the action sequences were pretty great. Um, When they're fighting the ninjas together, when Logan jumps out of the plane, when Laura jumps out of the plane with Sabretooth, like, all just really, really good. It's just, I just thought his Sabretooth design was a little weird, but everything else I thought was really great. Um, Nolan Winter's colors, as always, were fantastic. I just think he's a great colorist. Um, yeah, you know, and the story scratched a very particular itch. Um, <coughs> I'm sorry. I'm ready for Old Man Logan to go away. And I want, I want, I think it's been long enough, I'm ready for Logan to come back. But I want to be very, very clear. I don't want Laura to stop being Wolverine. No. But I feel this story showed me, and with a good writer, and Tom Taylor is a, a good writer, is a good Wolverine writer, uh, a good writer in general. And the right person can really, these two together can be awesome. Yes. And I would just, I'd like to see a little bit more of that someday. It doesn't have to be right now. But eventually, you know, Logan needs to come back. And we just need to have some just good old Wolverines together, right? Yeah. And both be Wolverine. You know, honestly, I can have regular Logan in regular clothes and just have be Logan and then Laura still be Wolverine. And right. they can do stuff together, but not... Like an Alfred and Batman kind of a thing. But Yeah, but not the old man Logan thing. I'm just, I'm no. tired. I'm tired of that is, I don't know. I, I'm we'll, over We'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, I'm over it too. But um, anyway, when you want to grade, or is there anything else you want to say about this book before we move on? I think we've, we've talked about it for a while. Yeah, no, I'm good. All right, so when you want to grade... Generations the best, which I like that title based on Logan's old saying, yeah. "On the best there is at what I do." Um, so, Generations the best number one. What are you going to give it? I'm going to give it five out of six. Yeah. I would have given it a six out of six, um, 
But that one line at the very end, it was like, <laughs> oh, man. Just just end it. You didn't need that part. Which, which one? When I can try to be better? I can try to be better. I like it. It's a play on his catchphrase. It is. It is. Because I'm the best there is at what I do, but I can try to be better at this. Maybe what I do doesn't have to be stabby stabby. I can also, yeah. you know, try to be a good father figure to this girl I adopted. I know. Instead of just leaving her in Japan all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just. I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just things going on in the way it hit me. It was like, oh, this is so after school special. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I felt like a GI Joe guy was going to come out. <laughs> <being> like, <laughs> Knowing is half the battle. <laughs> now I know to be a better dad, and knowing is half the battle. Right. All right. Fair enough. I'm also going to give it five out of six claws. I was right on that cusp. Um, but yeah, <coughs> I think a high five out of six is a very valid score for this. Okay. All right. So let's move on just kind of quickly to All New Wolverine and Old Man Logan. First up, we have All New Wolverine number 23. Written by Tom Taylor, art by Leonard Kirk. Colors by Michael Garland and Eric Arseniega. Letters by VCs Corey Pettit. And the cover by Lionel Francis Yu and David Curiel. And on this cover, we have a background of nasty brood bugs. And in the foreground, we have Laura and Gabby and Jonathan the Wolverine in attack mode and you know sometimes I pick on you because I don't like how sexy he tries to be but when he's not trying to be sexy he's actually a pretty great artist I enjoy this cover quite a bit Um, I think his brood look fantastic they're gross and they should be gross and they just really look really nice and I really like Gabby and Jonathan and, and Laura too just the pose and the art, I just I think it's a pretty good cover. What do you think? I like it, except I feel like Jonathan is a snack for the brood. <laughs> well, hopefully it's not. just the way he's like the colors highlighted around him, and that one brood, it's almost like mm, nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully not. Let's see. All right, so remember. Laura's went out to space to try to find this virus she thinks she's responsible for. She meet, she goes out with the Guardians of the Galaxy. They find this planet where the brood is attacking this outpost. And that's where we left off. So what happens? So Drax, uh, Gabby's been swallowed up by the brood. And Laura's trying to get to her. And Drax is like, nope, she's gone. You're coming inside. And uh, Laura tries to cut her way through. Yeah, she cuts Drax's arm. Yeah, and so he decides to throw her in. Yeah. Um, and of course, all the little alien doctor guys are like, no, you can't come in here. You're going to infect all of us. And they're like, actually... We have a cure. We have a cure. We've all been inoculated. You're groovy. Let yeah. us in. Uh, so they let everybody in. Uh, and then Fang is there. Yeah. Hi, Fang. <laughs> I know, and it, there's a side note that you need to see Wolverines number eight. Mm-hmm. And I know we read it. 
Remember he had a different, and they talk about it, he had a different disease. He was dying, he thought. Right. And he came to look for Logan, couldn't find him, and got pissy with everybody else. Right. Um, I don't remember that. It's not worth remembering. Um, <laughs> it's probably why I don't. Yeah. But anyway, um, so they came here. They were working on animals, I guess. Yeah, they left their animals and their communications outside walls, and inside the walls they kept the guns. So then the brood came and took the animals and was feeding off of them, so, but they couldn't get out to communicate right. because the brood were out there, but they were inside with their guns. Yeah. And I love how Rocket's like, it makes sense to me. No, no, he gets pissy because they were testing animals. He gets pissy, but no, he... What he said was, it makes sense to me that they kept the guns on the inside and their communication on the outside. Yeah, but then when he finds out animals are outside, he's like... Scientists are stupid. Yeah. And Star-Lord's like, don't shoot him. He's like, what, not even a little bit? (laughs) (laughs) I love Rocket. Yeah. You want to know why I love Rocket? Because he's a rocket. He's awesome. Yeah, because he reminds me of Ethan. (laughs) Ethan has this way about him that you'll be like, dude, you do your homework? <sighs> yeah. Right. Why do you think I wouldn't do my homework? <laughs> so they tried to give the brood a virus um, and just made them angrier. Um, so then they were like, hey, everyone run to a ship and whoever makes it, this is your mission. And only one made it. And it was the little girl and it was one of the scientist's daughters. Right. And she's the only one that made it away, and she got sent to Laura, and Fang was like, I figured, you know, your healing factor would take care of it. <laughs> and she's like, well, it worked, and I came to cure you, but you sent a virus to my planet. And without Gabby, that virus could have wiped out thousands. I'm going after her. And they're like, no, the brood have her. It's too late. And she's like, no, you're wrong. Yep. So then we're, we're in the brood hive. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's the queen. Uh, maybe a queen, not the queen. Okay. And she talks about re- she has to communicate to the queen. Yeah, and she decides that Gabby's strong and resilient, so she wants to make Gabby a brood queen princess. Mm-hmm. Something. Yep. And Gabby is always as awesome. She says, Wolverine will come for me. She has this no-death rule thing, but it's more of a loose guideline rather than an unbreakable moral code. And I'm betting it doesn't extend to giant evil parasites. She's coming, and we will take you down together. And the bird's kind of like, that's what we're hoping for. <laughs> so she gets yeah. permission to make her into like oh. a little brood queen. Right, right. So, yeah, there's, there's queen, and then the big queen is the empress. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. So she gets approval. The queen gets approval from the empress to make Gabby a queen. Right. And so I don't know what it involves, but there's lots of tongues coming after Gabby. (laughs) Well, she's going (laughs) to implant an egg, a brood egg inside of her. Gross. That's what the brood do. They're pretty nasty. That's why Kitty always called them squeezoids. So back on. Space roaches. The planet inner sanctum. On the moon, yeah. Laura's making a plan. They're saying do this at night because the brood sleep. Um, because it gets so cold on the moon yeah. surface. Yeah, bugs don't like cold, right? Yeah. Um, 
So Rocket explains. <laughs> this is hilarious. Yeah, if, if you've been reading Guardians, you know that Drax is on. He's a pacifist right now, and Rocket's like, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and things like Drax the Destroyer is a pacifist, and Rocket's like, I know, right? <laughs> and Star-Lord says, hey, go out and find Groot, help him, you know, relay a message. And Rocket's like, I'm sure he already did that. And he's like, yeah, but all he says is, I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> right. And Rocket goes, I'm in his line on the details. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that. Right. So then really hesitant to back Laura up, but she is very persistent. So they said, okay, fine, we'll do it, but it has to be at night. Yeah. And so they do. But Laura just kind of runs off and leaves them there. We get a nice snicked, and she's like, we got to be quiet, no guns. I'll take care of the brood. An awesome, awesome panel of her beheading two ugly little brood with a schlick, and she's all in shadow. Yeah. Except for some red around her arm and the sound effect. It's pretty great. Um, I love how Star-Lord, you know, she's telling him, don't use your gun. And then he just feels, he goes, I feel, uh, what did he say? I feel a little redundant here. And, and Gamora <laughs> goes. Uh, uh, I'm sure we'll find something to make you feel redundant, which I don't think is the right way no. to say that. But then just said, you know, Gamora's not of our planet, right? So right. It's a funny little quirk. Yeah. So they, they head down, her and Gamora take out some more brood. They head down into the hive where they see that the queen has infected. Gavin. Yeah, and she is transforming. She's metamorphosizing into a brood. Yep. And she turns into a brood with giant snicks all in her bug legs. She looks nasty. She does. And right when the queen goes, you're beautiful. Gabby destroys her. Yeah, kills her, stabs her with her snickety brood claws. Rips her to shreds. Grows some wings and is and ready to eat her friends. Yes, and I love Star-Lord. He goes, can I use my guns now? Yeah, yeah. All right, what do you think of the art? I, I, I enjoyed the art. I wish I enjoyed the story as much as I enjoyed the art. All right, so I also thought the art was really good. I think this type of story fits Kirk's style more so than maybe some of the first part of the story he did. Um, But ever since we've met the Guardians and gone out into space, I really enjoyed the art a lot more. Um, And so, yeah, I I did enjoy the art. I I enjoyed the story. The plot, I can kind of take or leave, but I enjoyed the character interactions. I like Gabby. Um... You know, this is Laura's kind of first full brood story. And, you know, if you're a classic X-Men fan, you know, part of the the kind of emotional struggle of fighting the brood is that you have to fight your friends, right? Right. And this is Laura's first time to deal with that. Now Gabby is not only a brood, she's a super brood. Ooh. And um, she's got to figure out how to either get her to change back or she'll have to struggle with, is the end result here I have to kill her? Right, like a exterminator when I exterminate the brood. And I think we know how it's going to end, but still, maybe the emotional Gabby, struggle Laura has to go through will be interesting. Maybe Gabby will stay brood, and then Laura has to put down an extra pet deposit. <laughs> maybe. One for Jonathan and one for brood yeah. Gabby. You know, disappointed that we didn't get any more Jonathan and baby Groot in this issue, but I guess maybe next issue. 
Yeah. Especially since Jonathan made the cover but didn't make the comic. Yeah, but he was a he was a chicken nugget <laughs> cover. <laughs> if you say so. Um but no, I I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. I'll I'll give it a nice, strong, solid four out of six claws. It's a little higher. I'm gonna give it three out of six. Just okay. the middle of the road. All right. Fair enough. I'm definitely interested to see how they resolve it. Um, well, at least one of us is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so next up we have Old Man Logan, number 27, written by Ed Brisson, art by Mike Diodato Jr., colors by Frank Martin, and letters by VC's Corey Pettit. Woohoo! Doing the trifecta today. All the issues we covered, he lettered. Um, the cover is by Diodato and Frank Martin. And on the cover, we have Old Man Logan with a Gatling gun on top of a mountain of Hulk bodies. I think it's a pretty good cover. It reminds me of Mad Max. Of what? Mad Max. Yeah, I can see that. I like the color on it. It's like a red sky. I, I'm very impressed because this cover, for the most part, only uses red or shades of reddish orange um, and greens. Yeah. Which you have to be very careful because it can seem very Christmassy very quickly. <laughs> um, and so they actually do a really good job of not feeling that way. Yeah. I thought it was nice. I think it's a good cover. I like Diodato's art. That would be the saving grace. <laughs> so we start off on the wastelands with Old Man Hawkeye and Old Man Logan trying to protect his farm. People stealing their pigs. Yep. And then we go back to current day where the Hulks have Old Man Logan tied to a big rock, kind of reminiscent of the time that the Reavers crucified him, which is will be whenever we are able to get to it, our next flashback episode. Um, so that's timely. Um, so basically, every time he wakes up, they shoot him back to unconsciousness with machine guns and punch him and just kind of let him go to sleep and wake up. And they're like, uh, we're just going to play with them for a while. I don't care what rinse the maestro Rinse and repeat? Said. Yeah, rinse and repeat. Wow. His healing factor, they must wait forever. Well, it's slowing down in his old age, right? And they even say, I didn't think he was going to wake up that time, but <laughs> he finally did. Then we see the maestro. He's kind of mad at this, uh, what's her name? And then Joel. I don't What is her name? Josie. I don't know, something. Anyway, he feels like she's not really dedicated to the cause and wants his little kid to follow her around. Um, so then we go to nighttime with Old Man Logan, and uh, he antagon antagonizes the Hulks, and they punch the wall, and he's able to break out. <coughs> and he chokes one of them with a chain, and then he's able to snick and cut the chain. He gets loose. The Hulks get mad. They try to fight him. But he goes to town. He gets a gun and shoots everybody. And then he cuts everybody. And Brother Hulk says, the maestro is going to kill you good. And Old Man Logan's like, who's the maestro? And they're like, he's not going to kill you. He's going to kill everybody. But Old Man Logan's never heard of the maestro. And doesn't know how he got the Hulk game from his timeline. But he's going to figure it out. But then he blacks out. <laughs> and, um... Then we see the kid runs back to the maestro, 
She's gone. She's gone. Oh, Cambria is the is the late Hulk lady's name, and she ran away. Boss, the plane, the plane. Yeah. And so Maestro feels like uh, there's no good reason for that. She must be betraying us. So we're going to hunt her down. This panel is actually kind of cool. Yeah. Because as he's walking out, he's transforming. Right. And he gets gradually bigger and rips his clothes like Hulks tend to do. And and they he starts turning green from like the bottom yeah. up. And so in addition to trying to hunt down the traitor, they're also escalating their plan to annihilate the world and make it ready for Hulks to to populate it again, I guess. Um, and then uh, Old Man Logan wakes up, and Hawkeye is there and says, I'm going to help you. Your friends are worried about you. Which is weird because I don't think they were really friends until everything went to shit when they were older. And they were not traditionally friends. In fact, they kind of didn't get say. along. Because Hawkeye's always been kind of, you know, play things a little more by the rules and didn't really like Logan's temper or the way he killed people and stuff. And so they didn't really get along. And then, you know, in Old Man Logan, the original storyline, they were kind of the only two people left and they kind of had to be friends. Right. <laughs> and so it's weird that Hawkeye shows up now, young Hawkeye, and treats Old Man Logan like they've already had that experience together when they right. have it. He's like, here, have some coffee. Yeah. So, for the most part, I really like the art. I, I didn't. I know you don't. Um, I do want to say Frank Martin's colors are gorgeous. I think this book, color-wise, is just amazing. And Frank Martin, he's a great, great colorist. I really like the panel layout and stuff. I think Hawkeye was like a big doofus at the end with super yes. thighs. Um, super thighs, super thighs. Yeah, um, but it goes with the oversized muscles of Logan in the beginning. Yes, his arm. He's got, you know, Diodato's made a choice with his arms. That it's kind of trolly, but at least he's consistent with it. Um, no, I thought the book looks fine. I don't really care about the story. I don't either. I'm over it. Yeah. All right. So, we want, what do you want to grade, Old Man Logan, number twenty-seven? One out of six. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, I'm gonna give it. Oh man. I want. Can I give it zero? You can if you want to. Yeah. I just save like your money. Harsh. No, save your money. I I just I I'm I not will fond say of the art. I'm not fond of the story. I'm. I'm over grumpy old Logan. <laughs> I feel like... I think it was especially hard to read after Generations, remembering how yes. compelling just Logan can be as Wolverine and just how not really interested I am in this anymore. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, if it, you know I, I just want to say, Brisson's a good writer. I don't necessarily blame him. I'm just, maybe I'm just old man Jason, and I'm just tired of this. <laughs> no, I'm, and I'm just... biased. I'm my bias against it. And maybe, you no, know, Lemire just turned me off to this book. So I don't know, because people are really digging this. Really? Yeah. And so I hate to be the naysayer, but I'm just not. They're digging all the hulks and the. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm over it. Yeah, I am over too. it. Let's move on. I'm gonna give it two out of six claws and all for the art, and just because I think Brisson can be a good writer. 
I'm I, enjoying his Iron Fist book. I give it one out of six, and I suggest that you borrow a friend's if you really want to read it. Don't. I will spend say I if if I wasn't doing the podcast, I'm not sure I would still be buying this. Mm, you heard it right there, folks. <laughs> but you know what? People who are really loving this, but tell do us you what. really care? Like. No, I want to know. If people are, are really into this, I want to know what, what... What it is? Yeah, like what it is that they like. And so I, and maybe it's just a difference of taste, or maybe, you know, they're just getting something out of it that I'm not getting. Is there a hidden donut somewhere in there? <laughs> I don't know if it's that, but yeah, I'm just, I'm interested, because people are obviously welcome to disagree with this. Um, they, they are. I, I Sometimes I wish we disagreed no. more. No. <laughs> Make it more not. interesting. We do disagree. Sometimes. We, we had a run where you were like, I'm going to give this book six out of six. And I was like, yes. Yeah. I love Sorrentino. And I want to be, I want to be clear. I like Diodato a lot too. So I thought the art was, I like it a lot more than you did, obviously. I, I um, guess I just, I don't know. Maybe it's the Hulks. I'm just not big into the whole overly muscled, overly veiny, but how else would you draw Hulks, especially hillbilly Hulks who start off skinny? See, and I think that's what bothers me too, is why did we have to make them so hillbilly-ish? Well, because that goes with the original Old Man Logan storyline, because they were all inbred. <sighs> but see, that bothers me. Like, I, I don't know, it's just one thing after another. Like, did we have, I feel like, did you have to go there? I'm sure there was a better solution. <laughs> Did they have to be inbred? No, they didn't have to be inbred. I think it's interesting in the in the original storyline. I don't care about it anymore. I I just don't care in general. Yeah. I don't care that this guy is trying to like nuke everybody and make a Hulk only world. Like that's Planet Hulk was more interesting and it's been done. Yeah. Um. So and it's apparently going to be done again with the new legacy numbering. But I guess this time with Amadeus. Anyway, it's not a Hulk podcast. Though we'll. We'll talk about Totally Awesome Hulk on the next episode with Dan and Georgie. Um, <laughs> I mean, I get anyway. that Wolverine, I mean, his first appearance was with a Hulk. Yeah, so there's that I, connection. There is that connection, but I just, I don't know. I'm over it. I'm I'm tired of bitter man Logan. <laughs> I, I get Logan's life was harsh, and this whole alternate timeline was even harsher, and, uh, but I'm over it. Like, can we have some flower power, Wolverine? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's hard for me, and I don't want to sound like a big old softie. Fatty daddy? Yeah, or, you know. Like you're old? If anything, I think it makes me feel younger. Oh, okay. But I'm, I'm the just, old, bitter one. No, 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 no. I, I think I think the fact that just seeing Laura's Wolverine, this... Old Man Logan, just as a character type, feels like regression to me. I'm wondering... It feels like the character going backwards. I'm wondering if it's a boy version. Not that I want to use gender as a reason, I don't think it's that. I'm just... I'm over it. I'm over the, like, the only smart person in this book is a girl, and she ran away from a situation. Right. (laughs) Like, she was like, this is bad news, I'm out. And all the guys are like, what? No, let's shoot him up and wait till he wakes up. Shoot him up some more. <laughs> I'm over it. There's a little bit of deliverance to that, right? 
I know. I'm waiting for Shawshank to come in and somebody comes busting out through a pipe. <laughs> Hallelujah, we're saved. I don't. <laughs> I don't get that connection, but um. No, I just. Uh, anyway. Anyway, yeah, we we've bitched about this enough. If you like it, keep reading it. If you're not particularly interested, there's no reason to pick it up. No. If you were on the fence, we'll push you off. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do. I push people off the ledge. Yep. And say, hey, have fun falling. (laughs) Hey, you didn't need this one. Anyway. All right. I I think we're losing touch with (coughs) reality. The podcast. So um, let's circle back in. And end on a positive note and say just thank you again for whether you've been listening the whole five years or you're you just started with this episode, <laughs> then either way, welcome and we love you and hope to hope to have you listen some more and feel free to interact. You can do that, you know, by Twitter or email or Facebook. Um, so speaking of which, Denise, what is your Twitter? At D A S Venable. Mm-hmm. And the show Twitter or my Twitter is at Snickcast. Uh, please like the Facebook page. And if you want to email, which I don't think anyone has in a long time, but it's Snickcast at Yahoo.com. That's less important. Uh, feel free to like, send a message or leave a comment on Facebook or to tweet at us. And, um, you know, that's, that's the most fun way to interact with the podcast. Um, if you're interested in the show notes and stuff, those can be found at snickcast.podbean.com. And um, next up will be more Dan and Georgie. And like I said, we will get back to episode 250 with the movie as soon as we can. Um, as you know, just as soon as we kind of readjust some things in life. But um, we, we'll try to do that soon. Maybe over the holiday weekend we can carve out some time for that. But if not, I. I promise as soon as we can get it out, we will. Yes. So anyway, thanks again for listening and thanks for indulging in our fifth pod anniversary and we hope you are having a good time. So until next time, hugs and snicks, everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. And snack. 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 Uh, cat snacks. Snack. <laughs> Snickety snack. No, how you go last? Snacked. No, no, no. Snacked. Snacked.